Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Wesley Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. Open your Bibles, please, to uh, Acts chapter 18, starting in verse 24. Acts 18, starting in verse verse 24. I was noticing that one of the things we I, I normally, when, when I'm done reading Scripture, I'll say, and leave your Bibles open. But I guess I also have to say, leave your Bibles and your apps open. Um, so... <laughs> So that we can, uh, so that we can continue on. Um, would you please stand for the reading of God's word? And if you can't, that's okay. <laughs> now, a certain Jew named Apollos, born in Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the Scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in, prayer, in spirit. He spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he knew only the baptism of John. And so he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. Then Aquila and Priscilla heard him, and they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. And when he desired to cross to Achaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace. And he vigorously refuted the Jews publicly, showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. Would you bow your heads with me, please? Our gracious Father, I thank you so much for the opportunity that we have today to come together and to praise your holy name. And, and then, Lord, to open your word together and to know just how precious that is. Lord, I just ask that in each of our hearts that we would feel your presence, that we would feel your power, that we would know that you are right here with us, opening our hearts and our minds and leading us in a direction that only you could lead. So, Father, all praise and all glory go to you. And we pray this in, more, in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. You may be seated. Please leave those Bibles and apps open. Hmm. You know, um, one of the things that's said a lot of times uh, when people um, are following a calling, when they accept that calling and they start following in the path that the Lord would have them go, there is a, a, a statement that is often made, and, it, and it's the statement is this. God does not call the qualified, he qualifies the call. And, and a lot of times that's one of those statements that, that we, that we hear and we just kind of seem to take it lightly, but it's, but it, we shouldn't. Because there is so much truth in, in the fact that, that, especially that first part where it says God does not call the qual, does not call the qualified. Because if he called the qualified, be very few that were actually ever called, but he qualifies the call. And and many times we feel that that God, when we're answering that call, we feel that that God is making a mistake, 
that possibly he could never actually be calling me in, into some into some mission. He, he could never be calling me to stand up in front of people to, to speak. He, he just couldn't be doing that. I know that God is making some kind of a mistake. And folks, I'm not only talking about preachers, and I'm not talking about missionaries. I'm talking about, I'm talking about you. I'm, I'm talking about, about each and, and every one of us. Because folks, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you that, that there isn't a one of us that God has 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 put a calling on our lives that He hasn't been downright serious about doing that. And the fact that that each and every one of us, if you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then He's putting a calling on your life. And it isn't just to to sit and 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 to watch and to be a bystander. God's calling you into something no it's not he doesn't he doesn't want everybody to be a preacher oh man we couldn't stand that could we <laughs> yeah can you imagine having a room full of preachers uh, but but he 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 puts a calling on our lives nonetheless there are so many different types of calling that that god uses us for um being in charge of 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 a group or being in charge of, of a class in, in the church, preparing a, a, a lesson, teaching that lesson, um, speaking in, in some sort of a, a, a gathering, being on a committee. You know, most people don't look at being on a committee as a calling. They think of it more as being a pain. But, but it's not. There are operations in the church there are things that, that the church, when you bring it together, that, that there, are, there are projects that need to be completed. There are people that need to be touched. And, and, it, and to be perfectly honest, it doesn't happen up here. It happens out there. You're the ones that, that are part of those committees. You're the ones that, that are supposed to make this church run smoothly. You're the ones that really go out and touch the hearts in this community. It's not, it's not me. It's not me. You get them in here in front of me and I'll do my job here, but but folks, preachers don't go out into the communities dragging people into church. Why? Because people look at them and they say, well, that's his job. That's what he's supposed to do. No. Did you ever go to a go to a restaurant because the manager met you out on the street and said, Well, this is great food here. Now you would look at him and you'd say, I don't think so. He's supposed to say that. Of course he's going to say that. It's the same thing. But if you run into one of your friends that says, man, you got to try this restaurant. <laughs> it's good. You're going to go. You're going to go. It's the same thing here. If I run out and say, man, you really need to come to church here. People would say, well, that's what he's supposed to do. But if you do it, something different it's it's different but folks when we look at the situations that god put before us when we even look at committees or we look at classes or wherever god is calling you to 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 get involved in so many times we say well that's too small that's not really a calling that's somebody asking me to do this and yet in your heart you you feel a tugging 
you feel like it's what you're supposed to do. And you think, well, that's too small. Why, why would God, God doesn't get involved in small things like this. Oh, he doesn't, does he? Are, are any one of us willing to sit back and say, this situation is too small for God? What he's asking me to do today is, is too small for God. It's gotta be something that, that, that's, I'm just, I'm just thinking of. Someone in front of me in, in, in the rest, in a restaurant or in a supermarket or, or something, and all of a sudden something hits you like a ton of bricks and you just say, I'm supposed to say something to that person. Is that God? Yeah, it is. You see, there isn't anything too small for God. Because I look at it this way. If if from the cross, Jesus Christ knew my name, then I'm not too small for God. I mean something to God. And that person that stands in front of you in the checkout line the the one who looks over at the tabloids and go, what is this world coming to? There's your opportunity. There's the opening that you want. You know, and, and, and something in your heart says, oh, I should say something. You don't have to be eloquent. If you had to be eloquent, folks, I wouldn't be here. If eloquence is what you want, I, I, I you know, this, this wouldn't be happening. But you're not too small for God. And that person that's in front of you, the one that, that all of a sudden something's tugging on your heart, they're not too small for God. Because, because he knows them. And he knows you. How do we know that, that God isn't taking baby steps with us? That's, we're, we're not, we're not qualified. We're not qualified. But he qualified the call and maybe God wants to take baby steps with Maybe he wants to work you along. Maybe he wants to train you along the way. He does that. And I guess if we back away from those small tasks that he puts there and say, well, God isn't involved in it, it's easier to walk away from it if you don't think that God is calling you to do it. But he is. He is calling you. It's easier to say, well, I'm not qualified to do that. But you're never going to know Unless you take that step. Guys, he's calling you. Are you going to refuse the voice that's calling you? That same voice that, that, and that same breath that created the heavens and the earth. Do you refuse it? You know, Moses, Moses was a stutterer. He was. And God used him to go speak before Pharaoh to free the people. Can you imagine Moses coming before Pharaoh? Aaron, take it. (laughs) And Aaron spoke. But he didn't say no. He tried. But he didn't say no. Noah? Do you think Noah was a master shipbuilder? Doubt it. Who's the idiot that's building a, 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 a huge ark in the middle of dry land? Do you want to talk about someone who was probably picked on? 
Noah. And he hadn't gone to school to learn how to build a, a ship. All he had to know was know what a cubit was, which I, I don't know, which I don't know. But he was being obedient. You see, do you, you know, that is what God needs in these cases. It, it's not experience. Lord, it, the Lord isn't looking for the experience in our lives. He's looking a little bit deeper than the experience. God needs the heart that is, that is right. What I'm reading about this morning with Apollos is such a good example. Apollos came to Ephesus and, and he, and he was mighty in the scriptures. He knew his scriptures. But when he wasn't looking, the whole, everything changed. Changed. And, and, and he was strong in the spirit. He taught accurately the things of the Lord, but he only knew the baptism of John. That's all he knew. That's as far as he went. And he knew no more than that. And so when he was called into service, when the Lord called him, that's what he was preaching. He went into the synagogues. The fear wasn't there. He went into the synagogues and he was preaching. Flip over in your, in your Bibles to, uh, to Luke chapter 3 in verses 2 and 3 where it says, While Annas and Caiaphas were high priests, the word of God came to John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. And he went into the region around the Jordan, preaching um, a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. That's all Apollos knew. And so what he was doing is he went into the temples and, and he's preaching. And he's preaching a, a, a baptism of repentance. Come and be re- baptized for, for the forgiveness of sin. And, and while he's, while he's preaching there, the tent makers, um, Priscilla and Aquila, are, are sitting in the congregation and they're listening to him. And it doesn't quite say it. They, it says they pulled him aside in scripture. I think what actually happened is that after the service, they took him to lunch. And while they had him at lunch, and someone had recommended a good restaurant to them, and that's why they were there in the first place, because a friend had rec- recommended this restaurant. And while they were there, they said, Paulus, you, you need to know something. But this isn't about the bat- water baptism here, my friend. This is about grace. This is about Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ came and shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. This is about God's grace and our faith in Jesus Christ. And that's what they, what they gave to him. You see, it wasn't that he was trying to mislead people. His heart was right, but he just needed to be updated. Just a little bit. You see, so Apollos was preaching. And, and when he was heard by them, they gave him the information that, that he needed. He explained to them, him, the, the, of God more accurately. They explained God's grace. Guys, God's grace, that's what this is all about. What did, what did uh, the Philippian jailer ask Paul and Silas in, in the Philippian jail? What must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? And they said, 
believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. That's grace. That's grace. You see, do you find it odd that Apollos would would come and, and preach the message incorrectly? How, how could God allow that to happen? How could God allow Apollos to walk in front of people and start preaching the baptism of John, of, of baptism? See, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. He gets the one whose heart is right, the one whose heart is, is right in him. He called Apollos to preach when God wanted to call Apollos to preach, not when Apollos was ready. There's two different things here. It's God's time. He didn't have to be perfect. See, folks, we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to have our our ducks all in a row. We don't have to have that person in, in front of you that, that and, and you have to be the most eloquent speaker that, that has ever been. You don't have to sit back and say, I, w- I, would, I would teach a class. I, I feel the Lord is calling me to, to teach a class, but I've never done anything like that. I wouldn't even know what to teach. Obviously, Apollos didn't know what to preach, but God called him. You see, folks, There is so much more to this church than me standing up here. What really this church is all about is you out there and the hearts that that you're touching. Folks, I know that 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 there are those out there who who feel that that God is calling. I know that there are those of you out there that, that God is leading you to do more than what you're doing. Follow that. Don't worry about your your eloquence. Don't worry about that you don't know what you're going to preach. Don't don't look at at helping in VBS and say, "I, I don't know what to do with kids. What do I do with kids? Eat them. They taste like chicken. But what do you do with kids? Love them. There you go. There you go. You can do it. Teach a class. Come to me. Talk to me. Come into my office. It's not like going to the principal's office. Come to me. Talk to me. I'll I'll help you. Because, folks, in order to be the church that the Lord has called us to be, it happens seven days a week. It doesn't happen just here on Sunday. You can help someone. He's not looking for you to be perfect. He's just looking for you to be willing. I'm going to tell you a story. This is how my day started. But this confirmed in in my heart the message that I'm giving as far as reaching out into this community. I walked across from the house today and and I went over and unlocked the annex, and then on my way into the into the, the narthex, I saw a car pull in, and as my usual, I just raised, raised my hand and waved to the person who was there, and then I looked at him, and I went, I don't know this person. 
and and he just pulled over here and stopped and I went into the narthex and and he came through this side door young man and and as I'm uh, getting my bulletins ready and my my microphone and all that stuff and I watch him and and me and Bill were the only ones in the church and we're standing back there and we're watching him he comes in this side door he comes up and he kisses the cross and he's crying and 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 then he backed away and he was praying and he, he prayed in Spanish, he prayed in English, and, and he was going on, on and on. Then he came around and he, he kissed the, kissed the Bible. And then, and then he turned around and he delivered a message. Now me and Bill are standing back there. <laughs> I don't know what, you know, what, what do you say? But as I listened to what he's saying, I started walking towards the front. And 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 what it was, folks. Here's the message that he was giving. I I think that that somewhere along the line, this guy must have been um, an abuser of drugs. And 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 he was saved because the Lord dragged him out of that. You see, people who get into any type of a substance abuse, whether it be drugs, whether it be alcohol, no matter what it is, there is hope. And the Lord had dragged him out of that. And he, and he realized that, that he was nothing without Jesus Christ. And I don't know what led to this morning. I, I really have no idea. But I watched what was going on in here. And I listened to the passion that was in his voice. And his passion. His passion was was for children, was for not just not just children, but youth, those who were being his age, early twenties, thirties, and just the young. Folks, you you know what life was like when you grew up, and I know what it was like when I grew up, and I'll tell you something: I would not like to live in today's society. I mean, as as a youngster. I don't know how they make it through there. And you know something? Most don't. There are so many that are just totally messed up. And and this guy was like looking at you and he was preaching this sermon about, about how we need to get out and we need to reach these kids somehow. We have to do this. He, he, he said, let's not be selfish in what we're doing. Let's not be selfish with Jesus. Let's reach out into this community. Let's do something. These kids are dying out here. They're dying. And and I finally I come up on the stage here. And the guy came over and he hugged me and he kissed me. And and he said, ah, There's so many who are lost. There's so many who are lost. And I almost said, 10.15, buddy, be back here. <laughs> but I'll tell you, the Lord, the Lord put something on his heart. He wasn't drunk. I hugged him. <laughs> it was, I was not, the only thing that was in him was the Holy Spirit. And, and, and he was making him fly. 
And he had a definite message. Folks, it's, it is so easy for us to not get involved. It is so easy. Not a problem. We just come in and do what we do and just let it, let it go with that. I don't think that's what the Lord is calling us to do. I really don't. And, and I think what, it, what, what happened this morning, I think that was a message for me. And it was a message for you. Because we have people around us who are dying. We have people around us who are, who are lost. And when I said this morning that I think that we're the richest people in the world, I, I, I didn't mean money. I didn't mean our lifestyles. And I didn't mean we're so rich for living in the United States. We're rich because of Jesus Christ in our life. That's because I know and you should know that your life is secure in Him. It doesn't mean that things are going to be easy. It doesn't. But I know that my future, I know that there's going to come a day when I stand, well, if I can stand before Him. I'm going to meet Jesus. Jesus. I'm going to meet Him. And, and, and I don't want to hear anybody in here go, well, yeah, I think I will too. You better not be thinking. You better be knowing. You better be knowing. And, and, and there needs to be an assurance, an assuredness there. You need to be sure about it. No guessing. No guessing at all. Folks, there's too much at stake here. Because you're the ones that the Lord is looking at saying, I call you. Because there are people out there who need me. And I send you. You see, there isn't one of us that's too small. There isn't. There isn't a person out in this community that is too small. No. Every one of them is huge. Every one of them needs Jesus Christ in their life. Every one of them needs to have a passion like that young man had when he came through this door. You know, this is where we're at. We're, we're, we're never, don't ever look at me to be satisfied. I'll never be satisfied. Never. Even if, if, if every pew is filled, I'm not satisfied. Because, because there's another one. There's another one out there that needs Jesus. And and what I have and what you have, wow, we got to share this. He's, he's better than anything. He's more important than anything. He's more important than, than, than Powerball. Because Powerball will wreck your life. Jesus will save it. That's where we're at. That's where He's calling you. And the worst part is, call it the worst part. You know it. You know it. He doesn't give up. Age, age, doesn't matter. It doesn't. I don't think that I have, I, I, I don't think he gives me a retirement plan. My retirement plan is with him. Folks, that's where we're at today. He's putting a calling on your life. He will touch your heart. And, and it's there. 
And there's someone that he wants you to touch. Let's, let's, let's bow our heads. Our gracious Lord and Savior, I, I thank you. You are such a good and a gracious God. And Lord, there are times in, in, in my life and I know in our lives when we feel totally unworthy. We feel many times that, that we just can't be used. We're useless to you. But Lord, I know that there is there is power in the name of Jesus Christ. And, and I know that through that power that, that you can to, turn us into what you want us to be. And, and that there is a person out there that needs to hear the name of Jesus Christ. There's a person out there who is hurting. There's a person out there whose, whose life is turned upside down that is looking at the world around him and, and he just can't believe what they see. And, and maybe they look up into the sky and they say, is, is this as, as good as it gets? But every one of us, Lord, I know, holds the answer. That answer is you. That answer is Jesus Christ in our lives. Father, Use us. Open, open our hearts, open our minds, and use us in a way that only you could. Lord, I am, I'm nothing without you. And, and I, I realized that a long time ago. And I know that, that there's other of, others of us here that, that feel that same way. Use us, Father, as only you could. Give us the, the power, the strength, the Holy Spirit to reach out into this community. Let us, let us do unspeakable things in your name. Let us do things that just make no sense in your name because you are being glorified. And I pray this in the name of him who one day all knees will bow. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.